I'm still learning every day. I, I research all the time. I love all the people that are putting out new information. I mean, I think that's really what it's about. We, we're, we're still getting better every day. Yeah, we just, it's just amazing all the different flavors and. You know, like when, when we talk about bugs, right? I think that's also a source of optimism. For example, um, I've overcome every bug. I've overcome every disease. I've there is no plant disease I haven't seen before. You know, there I've yeah. had them. We've we've I've traded with some of the dirtiest growers. I've I've worked with the the most chemically treated plants, the most immune deficient plants. I've worked with thirty year old cuts or older. And I've regenerated cuts that were you know basically near death and all of these are are you know basically instances that i gain confidence from because what i see when i see humanity is i see oh we have a problem let's burn the garden down oh we have a problem that guy he passed oh we have a problem and you know we have to treat it chemically well, in my world, we don't have those problems. And when and and when when and if we do have a problem, we treat it organically and we resolve them. And we have success. And through our process, we not only have learned to become um, to how to um, be regenerative and sustainable and make the products ourselves, but to make them better. And then, ultimately, like I believe, I have a garden that's. Uh, knock on wood the impenetrable that while i may see issues once in a while that there's no problem that i can't eliminate completely and resolve and i think that that's the goal and goal for all humanity if we can treat a garden a, a body of plants per perfectly organically why can we treat a body of people and if we have solutions for all plant life through nature, why don't we have solutions for all of human, human life through nature? Those blinks are, are opportunities for the, our generation to fill that gap, to demand that those gaps be filled, and to ultimately, you know, have a say in how the future is set because what worked in the past isn't going to work in the future and we certainly aren't going to repeat the mistakes of the past and i think that's what's going to protect us from any parasitic force because we have the solutions and that's what brings me optimism because through cannabis we've solved all problems on a micro scale now put us on a macro level
I don't know. Where do you see? Where do you see? Where have you seen cannabis going in the last year? You know a lot of people. You know a lot of you. You, you travel a lot. You're probably going to go to Spanibus again. Uh, have you enjoyed? Uh, I don't know. Have you enjoyed the way it's gone, or do do you still feel like? Because sometimes when I talk to you, I feel like you are a little bit uh, Robin Hood fighting against the the. The, the evil forces of what was the sheriff of Nottingham, right? Uh, do you still feel that way or do you feel that way at all? Or are you, um, I don't know, are you happy? I, I, guess, I do feel uh, like there is a battle between good versus evil hmm. and like that I am an independent small grower with a big um, platform and, I, and I'm fighting large established entities that, you know, probably have um ties to nobility who knows and they are um in their castles and but i don't necessarily see myself as having to steal from them and i don't necessarily see myself and so in that case i don't see myself as mm. robin hood i see myself more as like king arthur you know i got the divinity and the nobility within me and y'all finna respect respect on this name you know what i mean like this is the real deal i don't need to be in a castle to express divinity and and majesty um like that's essentially my battle i mean i really am pitted against uh, eight billion dollars once valued at eight billion dollars corporations i am fighting burner and cookies so there is kind of a um pretty epic story going on here right but ultimately um i see a lot of beauty in cannabis and while the government isn't always in our favor when has it ever been you know and i don't really necessarily see myself as having to protest or demand anything to 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 um create beauty and ultimately i hope that that transcends into something like far greater that that can help the community and help society my what i see in cannabis is i see that while we are in a what i see is an economic recession and what and uh international war time and i and i also see um a lot, a lot of people hurting in all industries but our industry specifically and there's a lot of um red tape and and bureaucracy involved I don't, I think that that's actually a, all these things are blessings in disguise. Um, times of plenty lead to laziness and complacency. The fact that we are as an industry collectively hurting and seeking answers and solutions is a beautiful thing. It's a sign of progress it's a sign of growth because growth hurts and that sometimes you know it's the times when we 
are in a struggle and times when it seems like the odds are against us that the most um that we achieve our full potential well um, one thing to add to the state of the market i think what we're missing here is a as a perishable ag product is the concepts and the rules of a supply and demand economy like the overproduction is like such at such a uh, rate yeah that's a big problem many crops many products in the history of humanity have run into this supply and demand situation and have found oh if there's overproduction everyone loses right most there's ways but we we no one even talks about that 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 what's really killing it is is oh the price oh it did have to correct 4000 was like those days are gone but let's just say though that they do get the price of weed down to like a hundred a pound are you smoking that no i mean you know i remember in like early buying your shoes 2013 it was so hot at some high times event i had a booth that i went into one of the panels and it was that guy you know him uh trichrome uh ken trichrome right and he was giving this presentation how weed was going to be $50 a pound. But what makes us have an advantage, this is before anyone even knew what the fucking word terpene was, right? He says, oh, you know, many industries. And he had all these examples of, of like 90% of rosemary's farmed for terpene extraction and lavender and all this. And its value is this. And what makes cannabis special is that it has a terpene range from A to Z. Like, oh, if you grow rosemary, you're just getting the essentials of rosemary, right? Cannabis, we've seen, and this was like 10 years ago he was saying this shit. I remember listening to that going, what, $50 a pound? You crazy? But a lot of what he said was over my head at the time. But then I've come to realize oh i mean when it's legal there's gonna there's gonna be fucking cornfields of a hundred thousand acres or more in the midwest maybe i'm not even imagining it properly maybe it's gonna be million acre farms right with freaking combines that don't even are probably automated with robots not not a human hand won't even touch those you know but one of the one of the uh commodity markets on the planet is essential oils terpenes okay the food companies need these things and all different kinds of them to because they strip the food and then recreate it with with their cheese it or fucking kale, whatever right so like a food a, 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 when you see a white coat food guy yeah that's the guy in the lab that's cooking up the terpenes and doritos and yeah, believe want- it or not terpenes are terpenes right they no, actually do you know somewhere. about natural flavors well, they also have those too. So yeah, like yeah. natural flavors, when we, we were talking about na- natural, right? The word earlier, like if you bought even in organic foods, um, I would say like 60 plus percentage of them are not made with con- con- um, right, like regular herbs and spices and, and ingredients. They're, they use, they have something on there. It's called natural flavors. And natural flavors is is basically made in a lab and well, he, if you look he, it up he, they actually use human 
aborted fetuses that they create um, these, they extract the embryonic kidney cells and they use them as stem cells. They yeah. What well, what really that, leads to this is that dopamine. Basically, with you're like a, a a brand, right? Is you're you're expected to be at this quality always, right? Most things, even processed foods, I start with wheat. Start with crops. Crops vary, even wheat crops, right? So like the way they get around that, oh, they basically strip it down, like, like process it. That's what the word process means. Strip it down to it's like raw form. And put and it back together. Yeah. Put it back, back together exactly this That's way. That's what a lot of those new for, flavor. For everywhere are. you buy it, it's always the same. It's never like, oh, last year's Cheez-Its were better than this year's Cheez-Its. No, they've eliminated that. That's like getting this bulk weed you can buy, adding THCA crystals to it, and then adding terps and people and having the same product every time. That's actually a product. Yeah, right? because like even when you say you have your garden this way, and you've been doing it a long time, oh, that means you've grown better batches, the best batches, and have had problems, and have had had times when you learn. How did you get there? You learn. How do you learn? Make mistakes, right? Yeah, try making a, one of those mistakes on a in a ten million dollar facility and see how much that. No, hurt. so it's already <laughs> that mentality because oh, all of their mythology does not take any risk, right? And oh, sometimes it was that little bit of risk you took, the right time that made that strain that time you grew it and then you maybe could recreate it maybe not there is like a the plant right. has its own mind of its every own every time like you grow a plant even, it might be different and that's why there's a value to that batch this i know March just from how you talk you, you're going to know what i say mean by this i've also grown around a lot of other people that have grown and the person's energy is a lot to do with it okay <laughs> like hey they could they could do it this way this way this way but they're like off right they're money grubber or they're fucking got issues oh their weed might look good <laughs> might be worth whatever but oh the the, the heady the the energy right the energy's not there right uh, yeah, I, like some yeah, people say energy, they just can't like grow. Your energy matters. Like it does. Like it it, it matters. Like, oh, I me and my wife it. used to at work together for a lot of years, just me and her. If we ever brought our bullshit, fucking fighting bullshit, squabbling or whatever the fuck into the room, oh, no, the plants would like show us, like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. For sure. Like the energy is a part of it. Like, oh, all the science. Oh, it is part of it. When we didn't have all that, what used to make the difference was the energy. Because we, if you go back like 20 years, I've been growing 35 years indoor. Uh, we didn't know anything. Okay. We right. didn't talk to each other. Okay. We Maybe. might see each other across a room somewhere. Right. But. Oh no, things were different. 
I, unless you lived in it, you, you, it, today you couldn't imagine that. Look, we're here on fucking Instagram, not giving a fuck, right? No, it was different. But somehow, oh, there were certain people that grew the dankest fucking shit, and they didn't know shit either. It was just their energy. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I believe it. I also think that like those the beneficial microbes, right? They live in us too. They're in every cell. We have um yeah. multiple microbes per human cell facilitating human life. And so but it's like here's the thing. Oh, some people can carry on some good energy through all this bullshit the last I don't even know how to date it, but it's been progressively less like Oh, I've been around since the born in the early '60s. Oh, there. Most of my life, I thought, "Yep, the good outweighs the bad. The good energy, there's just that much, little bit more of it than the bad energy in the world overall. No matter how bad things were at certain times. Lately, maybe it's just because I'm pessimistic lately in the last so many years through shit that's happened, uh, or have a view." I'm like, yeah, man, seems like the fucking bad energy might have a fucking a little bit of a lead right now. Right. And and that's the fear of it all, because, yeah, the good has to always prevail. And and that, that's the the that battle from the beginning. Right. I'm currently deep in this five year trial for the, my brand because cookies and and the Canadian can, canopy growth and um a part of that group is dna and og rascal and a lot of my opposition are all teaming up against me and they're using every dirty tactic in the book i can quote my my lawyer they're just trying they're just grasping at straws now pretty much they're doing yeah, everything well, they can through lawfare legal law most likely i know some of those names you mentioned i respect a couple of them from fucking genetics i grew that they created once upon right. a time but yeah. but I don't think they're person. No, yeah, they're signed in. Oh no, they're part of it. They got money to be in it, but no, that yeah, thing genetics is has, owned by like Bruce who's Bruce. doing fighting you is oh a law firm, a PR firm, uh, or not even a firm. People they've hired to do that, right? And it's just happening. That's the nature of a corporation. That's like, yeah, no one, not one person really takes responsibility for it, but it's a culture of like. Mm -hmm. the bottom line and the mighty old dollar you know happens Whereas every time all those resources the millions and millions of dollars that have been spent to try to take my entity and slow me down could have been used to to well, promote regenerative if you noticed right a lot of these 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 uh hey they were uh highlighted that so and so got so many million dollar deals signing this one and this one i'm not going to mention names if you follow what's going on a lot of those are in serious lawsuits mm -hmm. okay that are costing both sides massive amounts of money right and the things being accused are like wouldn't that tell other people the what's what's what the game is yeah no they're just like i said earlier sheep being led to the slaughter and what they're all they can see desperate dollar signs dollar signs look right? i've had hey, i get I it i get it this culture is like oh it's not about just being comfortable oh no you want to be like you know whatever balling right that's celebrated 
and and the ball like that oh you're talking some serious money you know and oh it's out there but you gotta like yeah you gotta play their game you gotta crush people to be and, that and, rich yeah i try right. I, I want to i want to destroy that perspective yeah i i, I a thousand percent really think to. this is like way over needed that somebody says these things it, it's really okay i really believe that we we want to manifest a regenerative prosperity for all and that it's possible and we've just been so held back and so um live we've been living in such scarcity that like you say they can dangle something in front of us like a carrot and people will sign their life away i wanted to say that i have almost 10 unsigned contracts on my on my computer that are each 30 to 50 pages long that some are less nefarious than others but i'm i'm a legal expert and i can read an operating agreement from word one to the last word and i will break down the whole thing and i'll tell you that i have broken down contracts that have death clauses that have life insurance policies hidden that have um nefarious traps uh ways to take over your company mm. take your ip take your that's real shit. they'll sign in line items just to make sure that you have a lawyer that checks basically signing away your brand name signing away your brand identity signing it away after a certain time like just literally stealing your shit there's absolutely no legitimate reason for it but they're yep. just like well we gotta try why not this last one was was like um they didn't put a lot of those things specifically in there but you knew that was their intention when they had a line that said, you know, that they can make or amend the contract at will. But it, in other words, in legalese, so that a normal human couldn't interpret that for what it truly meant. And I went word by word and, and broke down the contracts like a mathematical equation in order to fucking figure out what they were trying to do. And as soon as I sent back the, my revision, they didn't want to continue. Hmm. Like there's, there. Oh, you mean you're not gonna people. just give us the company? Damn it! Oh shit. Yeah, no, but look at look at Taylor Swift, look at Britney Spears, look at all these celebrities and rappers that have been completely owned and used on these 360 deals. If it could happen to an 18 year old kid in the inner city, you don't think it's happening in our industry? It's definitely happening, and they've sent me parasitic, predatory contracts to to try to hurt me they've tried to offer me 15 million dollars when i was facing 19 years and 10 million dollars in fines what kind of disrespect is that i said come back when you have 10 billion and then came into michigan with 100 mil that's the game but the thing is is that nobody has stood up against it because i don't know maybe i've been put into this position i it's almost as if this was Nobody could have written this story. I've been given these death clauses and contracts only so that I can learn. How else can you learn? How else can I sit here and tell you that you should watch those contracts? Because even because somebody out here would even give Gage Green Group a contract that includes a death clause, drop them out of a plane, make money. Like, these are for real. I've actually 
I do believe though that I have real value that that I didn't that's not fake that's not um immoral that's that's truly justified did you know that between grape stomper and mendel breath alone out of the 30,000 strains listed on seed finder grape stomper and mendel breath were, are the ancestors to 2,000 strains hmm. i believe it which means it occupies over roughly seven percent of the market i believe it uh, but kilowatt talks breath. about that grape gas my, oh, my friend that's like 12 years older than me so he's now in his 70s from sedona man i think maybe 2017 maybe somewhere maybe it could be earlier yeah brought me this cut he's like dude i got this cut or he had got seeds and then brought me this cut yeah. it was mendo breath I ran that thing so hard for so long. That is the dankest motherfucking strain. <laughs> and I've been smoking Mendo since like mid 80s, like all the renditions. Right. That's my favorite. Right. And Mendo Breath, yeah. Uh, what an honor to hear that. No, I, I, know, I was going to ask you earlier because, like, I, I don't really, the drama of it. The strain. I'm not a breeder. Don't like. I I know some, but I, I grow weed. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I I've heard so many different stories, but look, I've known you, you, your name comes up in it too. So uh, I made I've, it. I've, I've, I've yeah. I've I come to realize that a few years back. Yeah, yeah I no, appreciate. No, off. I appreciate that. Like in. Yeah, that 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 was like a rocker, like just the way it is. Oh, I wait. I know a lot of crosses that were Mendo Breath crosses. Holy shit! Like everybody did one. There's twelve hundred of them. Yeah, and some of those were fucking dank too. Because you know what? Oh, Mendo Breath. Yeah, I can spot that thing. Everyone up. wants to say that if you sold a strain on the public domain, everyone has the freedom to just breed with it i don't think that i mean i'm not saying i personally i feel like that's like using someone's song and sampling it and saying well you played it on the radio oh yeah. you sold the cd at the store and yeah, it's like, like yeah, I, I did I, sell the I, CD, I, but I didn't sell you the right to fucking knock it off, you dipshit. But I'm not heard, saying I, that we don't breathe. I other heard a thing on CNN, like a special about this in entertainment. And it really boiled down to like, oh, which law firm and who had more money to win out? Like, oh, did you sing my song or whatever the fuck? Like. And, right, it and, becomes a huge yeah. lawyer game. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and even like, oh, there is IP, but oh, I was just gonna yeah. say intellectual how property. Much, is like, how are you gonna? Day. Like, I remember one lawyer guy in some cannabis comment said, unless you have the the funds to like, you know, defend this, meaning your claim, of course, don't don't bother even calling me. He was an what IP if, lawyer. Now right? think about he says like unless you, like you you're coming in with enough money to know that if some yeah you're gonna have to take on a few people because you're gonna be tested that's how the game works 
Okay, so in 20, when we released Mendo Breath, we came to market with the OGKB cookies. We were the first to create with NorCal the Mendo Breath and the Grateful. Those are the first two crosses that used the OGKB cookies. Technically, we were the first to market with cookies. Now, we started advertising the cookies back, I think, around 20, 2012, before the cookie family was ever even formed before anybody even knew who they were. That is why. Well, I mean, it's pretty clear what, to, what game got But, but uh, with respect. So that's yeah. why they came to our But with respect, I want, to hear, I want to hear the whole story, honestly, please. So, so technically, the reason why Burner Jigga and S-Flux and Pie Guy were in my comment section in 2012 saying that our shit wasn't the real cookies when obviously like in hindsight it was the real and um and then later on i got the cherry pie kush the predecessor to the cookies all just by the by you know the grace of god and i um so technically before cookies was even founded or or public we already came to the market so there's a chance that i may even have a claim to the word cookies and the second of all <laughs> The cherry pie kush, if can be proved to be the predecessor of the cookies, occupies 30% of the public domain. I want to I want to put into perspective what that means, because you brought up the entertainment industry, and that's a beautiful example and analogy. I'll bring up two industries. The music industry globally is valued at around 60 billion, I believe. Don't quote me, but you can do your own research. How do musicians get paid? Well, when a musician makes, when a song is sold, there are royalties. The royalty industry is called publishing. That industry basically, like you say, is ran by the lawyers that protect the creative IP of artists from thieves, from intellectual property. Mainly it's the writing of the song, not the like playing of the song that published you you know like in today's world uh if you play the wrong song on instagram um they'll instantly know the filters are are yeah clear they have that figured out yeah so in the future if you grow you know intellectual property it's very easy to take an infrared laser and be and and find the genetic code um i i'm i'm under the impression that this is important because it values the creatives the individual breeders that make strains like mendo breath that are that bring the industry billions of dollars in revenue but the artist sees none of it okay but here here's the the drift right okay what was mendo breath made from obviously it was made with mendo right <clears throat> There's somebody, he might even be passed on, that really should be in so on, like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, so like, earlier I was saying right? that, like, uh, where does it stop as far as, like, well, wait, it doesn't stop. It stops at right. the person who picked the strain out of the soil in situ. It starts from the person who owns the land race, it starts from the tribe or the family that owns yeah. the. Land. And I'm not the only person that gets provenance. And I'm not the only person in the ancestry. You're 100% correct. 
Right. You know who should get a piece of like this, the smallest amount, like on almost everybody involved is Afghanistan and Pakistan and wherever the fucking the these strains came from that that went into all these other strains that started it all. I've met people that know the families that own the ancient hash lines that have been preserved for hundreds of years. Allegedly. Yeah. They're going to be cashing in. The owners of Skunk, the owners of OG, the owners of Sour. These are real people. I want them to, I want to see them prosper. I don't speak here. I don't speak here not standing on the show. Most likely a, a real lawyer advising somebody would say, yep, now's not the time yet. Not yet. Yeah, because wait till the, the system of law isn't ready to like decide this yet. It, it, they, certain things have to get established before we can get to court. To Internationally, the there's already plant protection. There's already licensing and yeah. plant patents because certain countries have already federally legalized cannabis. I mean, the shame They're of being an American up. is somehow we're like an, we're like last at the table is what's going to happen. Like when isn't we finally funny? like wait. Like, wait, this could be an exportable product. We have brand recognition internationally, all this stuff. By the time we get there, we're last to, oh, and then we, we can't compete because of the cost. So, Isn't it kind of sad that we sometimes do have to look internationally for solutions when we're supposed to be the, the sovereign nation? It's well, kind you of look sad. at Thailand, Colombia, Canada. Oh, they, they're... they're they they got shit going on, right? They're exporting, importing, handling Europe countries for medical. This whole network of stuff, right? Sure there's it, pros it, and cons but everywhere. We right? don't have any access to yeah. that at all, right? Nope, not Americans. No, it's federally. We're we're descheduling it. We're bringing in the FDA. Like holy fuck, you don't want the FDA involved in this. A lot of people look at us and they're jealous you know like here in michigan we have a 72 plant count which is quite generous and i'm not saying that it shouldn't be infinite but you know with when you compare what the freedoms we have to some of these other places no i'd say this much because i come out of the 215 era like that was right. like that was a strong era I california oh it's dead like it's not there's not even any no, it says right in Prop 64 that that supersedes 215. 215, right. dead. Dead, 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 dead. Yeah, a lot they of people have... can't even grow in their backyards anymore. Yeah. They, oh, there's, it's that Michigan, and for, the only reason I know this is from online and these shows and what I observe, they seem to be the only place truly still fighting for like caregiver, patient, medical in some ways even though i've heard over the last couple of years oh yeah one of the big co- the companies were funding these you know lobby or you know they were already trying to take away all these things that are there and that yeah, i've actually got an offer from the company that the main company behind it um, in they, other states they, california oh nope there was no, well we got oh medical as strong as it was nope what what started it all was age patients in West Hollywood? Nope. Like we just said, nope. Medical? Nope. There's no such thing as that. Five, six, it's not, not even six years. Five and a half years. And they just wham, went away. Like, because of no support. I don't know. Like they, yeah. Michigan, to its credit, still. And that means the community of 
cannabis people in that state. There's a little bit more independent thought here compared yeah. to California. You know, I'm, the well, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of independent thought in California. The problem is money and big ass fucking money rule everything. And, yeah. and that's that. We're too big for anything less than that. You know? There's actually land, affordable land and affordable living and and um, a beautiful climate here for growing uh, in this in Michigan historically michigan grew the most hemp out of every any state um it has a greenhouse effect here during the summer that makes it makes vegetation grow a foot or two feet a week one or two feet a week um grass that's how fast grass grows we we spend thousands of dollars mowing grass here um it's quite extraordinary i'm really grateful to have been led here like it's truly greener pastures and it's a i'm honored to be here even though yeah i i i it's like oh there's for me being a native californian that i'm a diehard california uh and so like the other states that have any kind of cannabis you know the colorado washington oregon there's some there the ones oklahoma michigan i guess now new york there's some action for uh, yeah no but Michigan, oh, it sounds pretty good out there. I've, it's got the vibe. It's still hanging on to like I've, I've always like felt whatever like Michigan it is, is like the the like everyone's trying to create what do they call it? culture, right? And yeah. culture's been hijacked completely. But oh no, it seems like there's some real culture in Michigan. Even the events you mm-hmm. you put on one, and then there's some other ones that I hear about and see mm-hmm. see and hear about and. Yeah, we used to have that for a minute here in Cali. Shit. I was, you know, 10 years ago. But, oh, oh no, that's not, that. you know, that that got all fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to see the evolution. You know, it just means that new people have to step up. Like, we can't wait for Chalice or High Times to throw another show or Emerald Cup to bring the energy. No, back. I mean, like, I, you know, shit, I'm wearing a high times fucking hoodie from like 2012 that i somehow had uh yeah no they compromise like oh they're never coming back like they've like become yeah i can't even believe like the like especially when you understand the origins and the original grassroots but as a person that started seeing high times at on my coffee table as like as early as i can remember from my parents right i always remember that they had these like color ads that were fold out that were fake weed that you could order they had all these fake ads even way back right which i always yeah. thought yeah Legal. that was a sign that like yo they take money from anyone even some weird company selling some <laughs> like bullshit Oh, they'd have all these pictures and every strain name, but none of that was weed. It was like some floral fucking. Don't ever hire a lawyer out of the back of a High Times magazine. I can tell you. Yeah. So I, it wasn't like they were ever, like, I guess uncompromised. You know, hey, business is business. You got to pay for the the rag. I mean, even to this day, well, there are magazines still. Geez, like even the biggest, best magazines don't exist anymore. Magazines are dying, you know. Social media, yeah. you, you people want to hear 
from like a social media blog or somebody who's got their finger on the pulse, not some magazine that takes three but, months. Okay, I follow High Times on Instagram, and at least fifty percent of the posts they make, which they only make a few a day, they're fucking with it, are total clickbait bullshit. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, that's not, that's who they are. Like, they'll say anything to get a click. <laughs> It's what you got to do these days. It's kind of sad, but at least they're still hanging on, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, oh no, they went like, no one cared about the history and preserving it. It was all like, oh, I, hey, I never like, you know, I've used GH for a long time. I respect the, those guys. Yeah, they were old, the partners of General Hydroponics, right? They were one of the first companies, and I remember reading an article that said that Wall Street or whoever paid ridiculously too much money for what that company was. It was like basically a, you know, a place in Santa Rosa, whatever, right? But it yeah, was a brand. In there, right? Hey, they worked their fucking whole lives, and there was the 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 ticket out. Who wouldn't take that? Isn't that the ultimate? like success in in good old usa especially in today's yeah the sellout (laughs) you know the pro yeah but you know it's like okay i i would hope i wouldn't sell out but let me tell you when that fucking money is really there and what it would mean for the the remaining days of your life like like i guess like 99.9 percent of us Basically, oh, I turn under down the pressure of like where the next dollar's coming from. There's this certain group of people that that go to sleep and wake up and don't think about that at all, <laughs> right? Like, well, and there's also a certain about group, that again. There's a certain group of people though that if you are empowered enough, you can wake up and command positive energy and health and regeneration and solutions. And not yeah. take the money from the fucking parasitic, whatever you want to call them. I when I was facing 19 years and had nothing, I turned down 15 million because I know my worth, because I know the value of the brand, because I know that I'm that I have far greater potential than fucking 15 million because I've seen the money come in my bank account legally. So there's there there is a resistance and my friend told me the other day he said oh you you know that was not a smart move to turn down 15 million imagine you must agree with with this there's a fucking lot of posers out there yeah yeah and and that will take like well no like even people amongst our own community that like respect it are like posers Meaning, yeah, the, it's yeah, very when, hard. When, this is a, when the line is there. The, the, yeah, like who's really gonna? I've been arrested seven times side. for cannabis. I've been in jail. I've I've had I've fasted for seven days and in, in sitting in a prison cell. You know, I've literally put in. I know. I don't think he's talking about you, Michael. I think more. he's talking about some of the. You know, we don't have to talk about them, obviously, but it's it's unfortunately. A rea- it's reality right anywhere you go it doesn't matter what workplace you go to you basically find some people that are just fucking faking it to be honest or they're not good they just kind of ended up there accidentally on and on like 
It happens. They're averse what can you do? to pain. You know? Yeah, maybe that too. You yeah. gotta push through. We gotta push it. You gotta push into the pain. You gotta learn mm -hmm. to love it. You know, and not well, get. It does seem we're at like hurt. a crescendo yeah. of it. Like they've had a fucking long run without much. Like, oh, it's crumbling underneath them. That's what we're going through. That's 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 the unrest we feel. Right. It's like the system is finally fucking collapsing, man. Not Amen. just our system, the whole global fucking thing. It just doesn't it doesn't work. We're all in for a rude awakening. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes I laugh to myself because even though it's not a term of today, but it still irks me that for like twenty years I remember this this the big debate or way the directions we went and it was called trickle down economics and i remember the one catchphrase is uh they're job creators of course we gotta like have the system favor them because other, you know that like they create your jobs and right so they can get we, bailed out we all the way from when i was a young person till oh i guess it's just the term became bad but i still think that the the system of that is 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 at play yeah that's that's the that's a problem fuck that what do you mean trickle down yeah okay give it all up there you mean you're like are you pissing on us or what where's this trickle yeah. come from yeah there is no trickle, <laughs> it's literally what right? it comes from it's called a horse and sparrow i'll look this shit up it's amazing oh, how many americans don't understand that's where it comes from seriously the the, the fucking the, the rich will shit on you and the the sparrows will eat uh, yeah, the horse will poop basically, and the sparrows will eat from the poop. That's literally where it came from. Yeah, it's it's been going on for millennium. Just more sophisticated every every you know decade. Now they got it so convoluted that it just doesn't even make sense. Like it's this weird thing. Like in the last few years, I realized I don't even think money's real. Like it isn't like it's 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 like our but wait the whole world revolves around it but wait what is it right I get it commodity trade whatever okay there had no, but what it's become uh, it's, that's not real it's just numbers bullshit. you can make up on a screen yeah. mm -hmm. it's not even numbers at this point it's, it's decimal points right the numbers don't matter it's how many decimal points so. Yeah, when I when I talk about valuation and such, it's like it is such a figment of someone's imagination to think that canopy growth could have been at one point worth 8.9 million and now be worth less than 500 million. Right? So did they fleece their investors? Is that a is that the definition of a scam? But isn't that like like ultimately Wall Street that that's what they do. Like the way I look at what happened was after decades of Wall Street that mechanism destroying every aspect of the economy manufacturing automotive right they decimated it with all their bullshit and their fucking derivatives and all the scams oh real estate this that they looked out there and saw one last vestige that they had fucking reamed yet and realized on a global point oh it's big and they came for it and we didn't resist it. I feel like right? the reason why they prohibited it, the prohibition occurred with that intention in mind to co-opt it. You don't take yeah. something like that away yeah. 
not the only way this whole thing would be right is if the governments even our states and the federal government admitted that there's been propaganda for a hundred years yeah the industrials fucking sidetrack this but the truth is this and we're going to start here now sorry for the hundred years of propaganda but they're never going to admit that mm-hmm. we're just going to forget that ever happened right and 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 tax it well we're right? not going to forget as long as i i right. live yeah because you know i have a feeling that if you're in like eighth grade right now because i don't think books in in school change that fast they're mm-hmm. still teaching the bullshit Right. Even though the kid walks home past like three dispensaries and weed's legal. But what's in the fucking school books in in junior high and maybe even high school is still the old propaganda. That's going to take a while for them to update. Of course. Which only creates confusion, right? Fang, what are your thoughts on, um, I mean, we've been talking about million dollar this, million dollar that, uh, 15, 20, 30, 100 million dollars. And I wonder to myself, what is the secret or what is your secret to a million dollar uh, cannabis? Like, what, what do you think is, uh, obviously you don't have to give us the secret, like the seven herbs and spices, but uh, what, do you think, uh, what do you think is million dollar cannabis? I think that our, as individuals, we are worth innately worth billions. That when we truly and properly express ourselves, it's priceless. It's a blasphemy to even try to put a price on human expression. Um, if you're just trying to sell weed to your neighbor or your friend i mean it's not a million dollars but if the but if it's something truly one of a kind and your your true expression it should be worth it should be priceless and if someone out there is willing to support your endeavor at a million dollars, then it's worth a million dollars. But here, here's something I'd add. Okay, I grew up and teen, kids who want to be a millionaire, like literally one million dollars. That's just not even right? enough. Days. Right. Let me tell you, a million dollar cannabis. Wait, you, like in today's thing, it has to be a billion dollars to to be like an international thing, not a million. Like even a million won't I, even I, be like I, a. I've had some nice service. Nice houses that, like, even this last one I just moved out of, it was 10 years, right, at, like, 36 a month, right, average. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, I broke her off 360 just for the rent. So, like, even just a little thing that was just really support, oh, a million goes quick. Like, oh, it really does. And the numbers start adding up. Like, like I never thought of that until the last few years ago. Like, yeah, fuck. I guess I have fucking produced millions of dollars worth it. I just never. Now like, think oh, about it like this. I like, come from like a cash and king world. And like, right. I guess anti-establishment, like fuck paint, fuck Uncle Sam. Right. Right. And so like, okay. So that just mm-hmm. means you live a life where it's like 
for a long time, it was just like play money. It was like monopoly money for a long time, like decades. Mm -hmm. Right. But it was fun. I don't regret it. Even though today I was like, wow, I thought that was just going to go on forever. I really did. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was just going to get better. Like, <laughs> or at least stay where we were. But, oh, I was like a thousand percent wrong. I, I didn't see. I guess I was just naive. I would say that's probably why I have so many in, in entrepreneurial endeavors, right? Because, like, I know that things are always seasonal and and time shift and it's it's always in and rivers dry up and so like the the probably the tip you're giving us is yeah don't put all your eggs in one basket right be creative turn what you have into more than just a flower production you know like like for example making seeds 10 15 years ago allowed us to cut through the noise and we were one of the first U.S. breeders next to Subco and Cali Connection on Attitude. It's yeah. it's that blue ocean strategy. You know, perhaps now is the time to create a product that the industry needs that only you know how to make. Well, and, like even you bring up Cali Connection. Oh, I'm down with Swerve. He's my homeboy from a lot of years. Rock with him. Yeah. He's, a, he's an example of a guy like, man, you remember how big he was? You'd have Dude, to I, when I met there, him, right? him and Addison pulled up one of each of them. I pulled up in my Ford Ranger, the first car I ever fucking owned. Addison pulled up in a Lambo and Swerve pulled up in a Ferrari. Yeah. Okay. And at the at the events, they would sell out as much shit as they brought gear, seeds and have lines wrapped around. Okay. They like they they were the, the top of the fucking game at that time. Okay. What happened? Oh, it all came crumbling down, right? Like I, I don't. He's my homeboy at the time. Yeah, he put out some fucking fire, dude. He changed the game. In, he got way he back. Got, he right? got canceled by the industry at a time really early on, when before everyone knew what that shit was, and he didn't have the the tenacity, I guess, the fortification, I guess, in my well, opinion. But here's what I remember seeing because like he was my friend. I was like. He was balling when balling wasn't popular, okay? Now, oh, that's coveted that you ball that big, okay? But back then, it was like it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, okay? And, mm -hmm. and that's like when you say, yeah, you got rubbed out. Yeah, because, oh, yeah, he was flaunting it. And it got like, hey, he's my friend. Oh, it went to his I, head. I love for like, oh, you learned life's a. Hey, I get it. Everyone's young at some point, and, you know. It's can get. Hey, it's easy to get caught up. I forgive Swerve for anything he any perceived mistake. No, I love him. He's like, one of the first. Yeah, like he gets a. You know, everyone will talk a lot of shit, but whatever. Like if you, if you weren't there, and then you probably don't know what you're fucking talking about. I'd say you know for the amount of success he had, it's just one of those things where it's like how. Would he, if you think about it, how do you? This is what I remember. Like 2010 that? was the first High Times event in downtown LA off the 110 freeway in the, in the, in the grassy knoll of some building outside. And like the first day, 
everyone was so sketched. It was like like no one did like was doing shit. And <laughs> then it was Swerve that like said fuck this and started selling seeds, and it like changed the whole thing. Like even back then at those events, it was one of these things. I've seen it in in numerous things. I say this sometimes. Yeah, if you give it an inch, they take a mile. And like when we were having those events, we were taking a mile. So it was no wonder that it got all fucked up. Because like, yeah, there was there was no regulation. It was straight craziness. It was fun for a few years until, you know, now we don't even have cool events, you know. But it was one of those circumstances where, oh, yeah, well, it was good at like a, a, the the community as a whole was given an inch and we took a mile and then they took took it all back. <laughs> I, it's hard for me to sometimes to put my perspective into put myself in the, the perspective of like what the government or the powers that be see when they look at us. Come well, from you know, a perspective of non-cannabis, of course. I don't know how true this thing was, but it was a couple years ago. It was one of High Times' clickbaits, but it, you know, it it was showing from 1980 to 1990, 1990 to 2000, 2010, 2020, a couple years back, and it was right and then in the la in the 2010 to 2020 there was this new sector that popped up called lawyers and it was like what like about a, taxes yeah well that too but lawyers because like even i remember hearing this other guy say yeah pot lawyers used to be the one or two guys in every town that represented people for pot cases that was it. That was like life as a pot lawyer. That's now, though. Imagine the that, criminal. Yeah, yeah but now there's IP lawyers. There's the lawyers that do this. The all the like fifty like and not out my trending, trademark lawyer Rex trending, right trending up now. Hey, there's some good fucking lawyers and and all that. But when you're talking about each dollar of cannabis, lawyers will just keep taking more. Okay. That's that's how that's how they do it. They're like they're the original politicians, right? Uh, start off as lawyers and then become those people, right? Uh, yeah, the one thing they do is they just keep taking more. Yeah, that's and, why and, I'm myself. I've made myself a as much of a legal expert as I could be because um, I can't be paying, you know lawyers to review every fucking thing i've ever, i draft so i yeah and, and when it comes to cases with settlements lawyers work on like oh when a big settlement goes down the guy that wins is the lawyer he gets like a percentage of the uh, the total money right and, i like and, if i settled in certain cases i would be glad to give my lawyer partner some money because of how hard and he worked to fight for my win and 
Um, and that's the only kind of lawyer I want to work with. The truth is I've seen and talked to and worked with a lot of shit lawyers who probably shouldn't have ever fucking grad left community college that should have fucking not ever graduated high school because they're just dismal per performance people that like to have a title of nobility such as an esquire is a fucking fallacy it's a complete sham on the fucking system first of all i'm always amused when people use that title that we don't have nobility titles why do why all of a sudden do lawyers do that and by the way what you are a squire to a knight in other words you are basically a glorified horse shit a, a scooper is that what you're trying to 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 say anyway it's so bizarre to me i, I was gonna I say though pardon I was gonna say I do believe that they um, they service they serve the British accredited registry or something like that. Uh, that's as barristers. I th I don't even remember honestly. I could I could give a fuck about a fucking no noble title barristers. honestly. But I was gonna yeah, say that another word that we don't use around. Yeah, here. right. But I was gonna say, what do you call somebody who graduates last in their class from medical school? I know the answer is a good one. What is it? Doctor. I was going to say your surgeon. Your next surgeon. <laughs> I mean, seriously. If you graduate just squeaking by by the fucking skin of your balls, uh, you get to be but a lawyer. Where, where do the higher, where do the others go? I mean, you're, so you're. The better you're ones just like get one? paid better, probably. They get, they get uh, uh, better, yeah. better promotions or whatever <laughs> else. But, you know, as long as you don't kill too many people, as long as you're insurable, they'll still give you a fucking medical license. You know this, what I mean? So week, I've had yeah. really garbage doctors, too. I yeah, experienced sure. it. Most of them are. Uh, yeah. recently, but I had this experience a couple times. My dog had, had some shit happen. It was on Saturday. I ended up at this new vet and, and, oh, this guy, he was like PhD. He was like the, the best vet up there. Right. And even I had to listen to him, talk to a couple other clients and shit. And I just went through last year, hernia and all this medical stuff. Right. I realized, wait, for dogs, this guy's like breaking down every part of the procedure, everything about everything. And they don't even like for a human. They don't do that for humans. Yeah. Like, the, like at this point, I think the best people in, in medicine at this point have become vets. <laughs> you know that vets have to go through more schooling and that if you study animal husbandry or just like the veterinary section of the pharmacy, you'll find a lot of things that they don't allow for humans such as dmso that are actually you know widely touted in the natural healing world um it's weird that there's you know there's certain things that they use on plants and certain things that are on animals that they don't use for people but that you know people have been discovering are actually quite effective for treating unfortunately veterinary is another good example of something that has been financialized basically half to death if not really to death uh, i have a friend who's a veterinarian and all of her colleagues are quitting or committing suicide it has one of the ver very highest uh, rates of suicide for any profession far higher than than you would even imagine uh, it's a depressingly expensive field to get into and once you get into it most of the hospitals have been bought out i shit you not by the mars candy family it sounds like you fucking made that shit up in a dumb crappy book but literally the mars candy family decided hey what's another way to make money fucking veterinary so the last few years even though money has been raining from the ceiling apparently veterinaries uh, veterinary hospitals have never seen so much fucking money uh it's all going to basically a couple of families yeah. and the mars it's family. that company called vca yeah like in That's and it. yeah and 
they change they change the whole thing it even motivates vets because vets no the vets have sales meetings they, literally she told yeah, me that they well, have they, sales meetings where they're referral, supposed to upsell like so so like yeah when you get referred to the to the specialist which oh i when it started i like i got at least 100 grand into into high-end vets in the last 20 years with chihuahuas yeah they were phds they're really good but they charge so much and and it's the craziest experience where like yeah like i always call the person even though it's a nice lady and attractive and looks like she's works as a nurse and not thing she's like a closer she's like the same person that's at a car like dealership a right right and the vet when he's breaking things down he he acts like he doesn't know what anything costs yeah. even though it's his fucking op right and he knows exactly what it's going to cost. He always says, oh, Good they'll cup, come bad in and cup. discuss it with you. And then mm. this person comes in and basically like, yeah, oh, here's the high and here's the low. How mm. are you going to cover that? And they got you in the like most emotional state. And, yeah. Oh, it's a fucking grind. I, I Through going there, I saw so many people come in. Yeah. And just the whole way it worked over the and years. And the thing is, if it disgusting. is like a VCA hospital, you assume it's the vet's fault, but the vet actually is probably just trying to help your fucking dog or cat. Uh, the hospital itself is literally forcing them to do upselling. It's forcing them to basically do yep. quotas on I the fucking uh, amount of money couple, they bring in. Not not veterinary, but fucking of finance. these huge $1,000 bills. One time I was like, I knew enough that I went line for line, hmm. and I caught them on 800 bucks worth of shit that oh. they just put on there that... When I like brought it up to them, they're oh, I, we're reversed it. We actually didn't do that. <laughs> and oh, when they give you a low and a high, always going to be a couple dollars under the high. Okay, that's the game. Like it's it's they. <laughs> It's, it's sad. It's, it's, it's yeah. My friend that was a vet basically quit being a vet and ended up being uh, uh, essentially an angel of mercy. She literally puts animals to sleep now. Well, but that's apparently the path of uh, low resistance for a vet that's burned out. When, after like the fifth call on Saturday when my dog was fucking dying in my arms, hmm. I would refuse to go to v VCA over my previous experiences hmm. there, right? Luckily, I found this guy. They were open. We got there. He was really great, right? So when we wrap up at the end and he's telling me, I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, cause it turns out my dog has some heart disease. I, I'm telling him, yeah, I've been through that. And yeah. Uh, the VCA and all this and then I know for a fact that when I left he told his nurse yeah that wasn't right you shouldn't have said that because I was bagging on how much I hate the VCA <laughs> and then his nurse said oh that's where that's where Armando started at he left there and started this practice right so he did relate to me like oh he's trying to break their trend uh, at least that's what he says and oh yeah that kind of shit does cost money like i realized on that saturday they had like fucking real like oh they were doing real shit like if you went to emergency room they don't that would take like like 12 hours to get stitched up or some shit oh no they 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 they, they know how to do it like it's weird Why that Adam, dogs can get like better treatment i've been in the back and i realized wow this is like full life support Right? They got full life support. They got it all. More shit than the emergency room has. Okay? What would make a the hospital for humans, even, and, and let's talk vet, veterinaries, what would make them 
regenerative? What would make them a pleasant and kind experience? Oh, wow. Literally well, everything different. The, Holy two, cow. The, the two difference, the main thing that's between the vet and the doctor is what they call liability insurance, right? Vets don't have this like well, huge, gigantic, beyond gigantic liability insurance where doctors do. <clears throat> that's why a lot of the best people don't become doctors. Because, oh, that, that over the years, the liability insurance is like made it, even if they do, they don't want to practice things that can put them in liability situations, which, okay, people sue, shit happens, okay. But the, the whole machine of that insurance has created like an unincentive to be a specialist to, to work, take like, yeah, cause some, somebody will sue you. Some lawyer will sue you. Somebody will try to get paid. And over the years of that created, yeah, that's one of the, that's what I see is a big problem with being a doctor. It's just part of being it, like a good, like, Oh, you make there's money. But a good amount of it goes for this liability insurance to have back. By the way, where are we talking about doctors right now? I, I love, completely lost the plot, literally. Oh, I don't know. We always go from one thing to another. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think you're muted. Or I'm maybe surprised. You're muted. I, I think, isn't that like... If you could capsulize it, that's the beauty of the Fumador show. Well, that's true. You're not wrong. I, I envision that through cannabis, because we have attained such cutting-edge information, whether in regards to natural farming or natural healing, that we have now the code to start working towards a larger movement of regenerative health that currently already is booming and existing. Yeah, because what I think pharma, see, pharma, and I think they already know this because they they have science and this. See, cannabis is the, that that guy in Israel nailed it. It's entourage effect, right? So, and even in pharmaceutical drugs, literally they use like the worst salts, the worst, the cheapest things they can to make pills. Okay, they're not in, interested in and like uh, spending any money on making any of that cannabis will cost a lot of money to actually grow and turn into a like organically grow and create a quality product and make a medicine from it they're they're trying to figure out well what elements can we take out of it synthesize for cheap as fuck and turn it into a medicine and make billions of dollars and grow it on yeast or something right yeah yeah i mean like, don't forget, like, whatever they charge for a pill, they got, like, less than a fucking penny into it. Look, you can buy aspirin, or you can buy warm... No, sorry. Or you can buy willow. Yeah, like, a lot of those holistic... Willow remedies, certainly comes from a better company, I can tell you that. Was a lot of things that, in the in the previous generations, all over, people from different nationalities, didn't matter they were taught through their like culture through, through their family through the parents through their family where over time we've like seems we lose we've lost a lot of that so now hey the internet gives it oh it, all you have to do is type in the right thing and there it is yeah but you have to be able to get through all the other bullshit first right yeah they're every every truth 
you have to climb over like five firewalls that are trying to lead you astray. Yeah. And that's what I found is that now, some people, some people just like go with what's they don't have the, the energy like you or more certain yeah. people like that dig a little deeper. You know what I mean? But they haven't and, been and they count on that. That's why they're so successful. They already know that formula. They know, oh, well, 88%. Click here. So this ties back to the story of the microbes. In the microbe kingdom, there are the pathogens, and then there are the probiotics, or the faculta facultative, or the, um, the gods. And when they are in the system and, and protected and given um, essentially a perfect home, they do god's bidding okay and but here's this weird thing that's happened twice with people that are very intelligent people that actually grow but they're we'll just say hardcore christians right <clears throat> like wait if if you really dive into microbial life like oh that's the beginning of life right that's the beginning of all life right right oh I was like, I said that, oh my God, I offended two of my best friends. They're like, oh no, that, no, God created man, not like. Okay, well, all. on this show, for what it's worth, we don't give credence to dumb garbage. So we believe in evolution <laughs> on this show and just full yeah, stop. Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I like, you realize uh, that a lot of people can't accept that. Well, like, a lot of like, people were also very stupid, so we just let them do their yeah. thing. We let them, we let them drool in the corner and just kind of leave it, leave it happening. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> essentially, what I'm talking about is taking the mysticism and the fakery and the dogma out of these words. Like when you see the microbes and that they're probiotic and beneficial, and they will kill the parasites and pathogens, and they will benefit us in the unseen world. I see those as the gods. You know, and I see those as the angelic force, and um, yeah. when, and I connect that to feng shui, which is literally air and wind, or um, wind and water. Excuse me, uh, literally in Chinese and Mandarin. What that means is the ancients were studying humidity. They were studying airflow. They were studying the way that objects positioned in nature can affect the change in humidity and airflow and temperature. Feng, by but the way, why do we hear so little? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, actually, because it just uh, struck me. Why do we hear so very exceptionally little about anything to do with China and cannabis? It's, it's as if the two words don't exist together, and yet cannabis is widely theorized to have evolved basically in what is now China, potentially uh uh, the Tibetan plateau in general, parts of it are, you know, of course, some people don't consider Tibet part of China, but whatever, China considers it part of China. Nepal and so on is not part of China, but still kind of the northern area, very close to China. Why the fuck don't we hear anything about Chinese strains, Chinese cannabis? Is it because it's just illegal in China and that's just the end of it? I mean, you don't even hear about it historically, yeah, I would really. I say that would be the case. Hmm. Like, they're so, they would be, of course, under the fear of even talking about it. Yeah, that, and they'll probably and, just execute you, hey, too. Hey, fool hmm. me. He, he showed it on Instagram a couple times, but I saw him with my own eyes. Now, whether, oh, no, I, I believe they're legit. I was over at Masonic's house, Edgar's house, and someone said in Chinese hemp seeds. He's sprouted a couple. They're like fucking crazy hemp. 
these things were like the biggest fucking siege I'd ever seen in my mm. fucking life. Like, like a big ass ball bearing, like almost like a pachinko ball, right? As and they were they came to them as Chinese hemp seeds. That's the only like in my life something I. I guess like, that's true. You hear about Chinese saw. hemp these days, yeah. But then I also I know these guys think five miles from mm. me had like a hundred, uh, 388 acres of uh, it was James Loud's partners that were producing uh, uh, CBD seeds at scale. And when I had a tour of the place and met the guys, they ended up my neighbors. Uh, they This was years ago. They since went under. They said that over 50% of their sales in the bulk like by the kilo hemp seeds basically were, were, were Asian countries and mainly China. Hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. So they were, yeah. they were, they were in the game at some point. Like I wouldn't be surprised just that seeing the history of China that once the international cannabis thing comes together, like international trade, just like everything else, they, they're going to come They'll, they'll they'll come in. <laughs> I was going to say, like, do you envision a future for for a Chinese kind of palate in cannabis? Because Chinese cuisine is a it's a it's a world cuisine. It's it's a hell of a lot more advanced than American uh, foods or or, or Western foods. <coughs> we <coughs> excuse me. We have uh, five flavors, you know, salty, sweet, fucking bitter, blah blah blah. And then of course the Japanese have umami, but the Chinese apparently have uh, numb heat. Uh, a sharp heat, blah, 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 like 50 fucking different flavors. Uh, when is that potential uh, uh, perspective going to uh, join cannabis? Is it ever going to happen? Would it be, for example, if Taiwan were to legalize? And I don't know. I, I'm well, asking here, you speculative questions, I realize. But do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm quite... I, I... Speaking of the um, numbing hot, we just had some numbing hot soup um in chinese it's called the mala or um uh hot pot and we had it had that with lion's mane so hmm. if anybody wants to try that someday it's actually hmm. quite delicious um but yeah the my the my grandparents from my mo mother's side came from um china they were uh part of the chiang kai-shek Mil my my grandfather fought under Chiang Kai-shek against the um, imperialist Japan and um, communism, and ultimately they were like exiled mm. or like had not exiled but like had to retreat to Taiwan, and that's where um, my father's side um, are more native to Taiwan, mm. and um, both my parents were raised in Taiwan, so I grew up um, I can. I can comprehend Taiwanese, which is a dialect of Taiwan, and I can. I'm pretty fluent in Mandarin. Just uh, growing up, I was uh, raised at home speaking Mandarin. A lot of the kids my age, I was born in America, and um, like they don't speak Mandarin like me. I, for some reason, I just picked it up. I have, like, always had a fascination for the um, ancestry. And um, I have a uh, first degree black belt in Shaolin Kung Fu. And I 
I love I love a lot of the culture. I'm I'm not um, ex uh, exceptionally fond of the um, government. Um, oh, but, okay, so you uh, must be familiar with like Chinese medicine and like like I, I've seen stores that are like thousand of fucking herbs and roots and basically plant stuff and uh, extracts of Chinese medicine stores, right? You would think that cannabis would be part of that, like considering that they like the, the right. That's like traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah, it traditionally was. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it's like the word for numbing. When you say numbing hot, numbing is ma. Remember I said it's ma la? Yeah. What is ma? Oh, is that really the origin of marijuana? It's the probably the it's the origin of the word numbing. Hmm. I mean, and marijuana so is, is freaking what numbing. Spanish, I guess, but. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And so so it's like there's there's definitely a lot of history in Jack's book. You know, he goes back and talks about how it's connected to like Buddhism and how it's a part of the, the hemp um, ropes and fibers are are such a tradition that it goes back thousands of years. In China, they used to call it the land of mulberry and hemp. Uh, mm. So I do believe that it was uh, cannabis was plentiful. I don't think just in China, but all over the world. And um, <coughs> I'm sure somewhere in my ancestry, we grew and farmed can lots of cannabis because it does come naturally to me. But I, you know, my parents didn't know anything about it. Their parents didn't know anything about it. And the truth is, the majority of people in Taiwan, uh, most probably most of Asia and China are pretty ignorant. And so there's a huge learning curve. Um, I think you're right. The, the prohibition basically cuts the source of knowledge. Hmm. And the, they sure. pretty much are where we were like probably 20, 30 years ago. Hmm. Um, of course, some of this cutting edge information is bleeding in. And I'm sure there's people who are discovering and 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 know just as much as we do um that are you know putting in the research and and the infrastructure if it were me and if i were there that's what i would be doing hmm. you know it's like you would be 10 15 years ahead of the curve if you already were planting the seeds today um i do believe that south korea is medical um is you know thailand of course is legal and we do i actually want to do the organic cup in thailand so hmm. that um, it's something that we definitely want to talk about uh, it's coming up towards the end of the year. Next mm -hmm. month, we're going to Barcelona mm -hmm. um, or in March, excuse me. But yeah, so it just I do see that cannabis is going to be incredibly huge globally. I don't think that it's exclusive to any one culture, but I think well, that every culture brings a unique. Isn't alcohol like part of Chinese life? Like they drink alcohol there, yeah, right? For sure. Sure. Big time. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, what is the government like? Ultimately, a government like that's probably afraid of people even having their minds opened at all, and that's why they're afraid of cannabis, right? I mean, you figure a billion people. We, I don't see any signs of it, and but there has to be like ca cannabis culture inside China. Like, oh, maybe it's small, but there's it's there. Right. People are growing. No, it's, people are there's this people like smoke weed there. This this one kid who was like 
made his own had his own like bong and and was packing bowls and he was in china and he was on ig and i thought it was pretty cool i was like this reminds yeah. me of me when i was in high school well i i once you say there's like over a billion people there yeah some of them come to college here and then go back home yeah cannabis is giant like people are growing weed in china also you know how, like there's a ton of chinese growers out here like almost too many i think according to some people it's a problem that like yeah, in, in southern so california nationals. yeah they, and they're in oklahoma they're every, there's there's no limit to like where you know and they and they are exceptional growers I'm not going to say it's it's organic or anything that I really want to be a part of, but the Chinese grow are incredible, like wholesale producers, you know, and commercial producers. I don't. Um, I've always been independent in craft, but um, I've had run-ins with um, some of those groups in the past. Well, I mean, ultimately, when it becomes an international product, it becomes. How much does it cost to produce a, a gram of weed, right? Like I've heard these numbers before where like Thailand, even China, Colombia, uh, yeah, the United States with cost of everything. Oh, we're out of the game before it ever starts as far as uh, export, you know, because they can do it for like, 30 cents a gram where it's like a dollar 75 here or something like that I, i'm just throwing numbers out there but right that's why we lost all of our other manufacturing that's why we lost all the manufacturing right like it, it, yeah we can't compete until we can compete or there's tariffs or there's something i mean as much as free trade sounds good well it ain't really working for us lady people here are too lazy they don't work hard and and they um and they're too comfortable and so that's why when i say like oh, oh there's a little bit of a recession or people are struggling like that's a good thing because we need to get up off our asses and start competing on an international level um i'm here in yeah. america i was born here so i'm here to i want to see this place prosper and I, I remember see- even when it came to stuff at Sears, tools and shit, when it all started as I was, my dad was a craftsman. So I worked for him when I was a teenager. Yeah, when American stuff was better, it cost a little more. There's the Asian stuff. There Now, oh, there is no American stuff anymore. <laughs> like that's the only change. Like, at one point, though, you almost manufactured a lot of global goods. and. Yeah about what the europeans thought about american stuff yeah that's how we think that's kind of our perspective to china but then but then now you know they're they're fucking in my own growth like over the years i advised a lot well not that many but maybe a thousand 10 inch mesh buckets molded buckets right for 30 years same thing i've used and there was this time, I, I, even why I like GH back when there was only a couple foods. Oh, it was made in America. I tried to like support that, even the cars I drive. I, you yep. know, today it seems like old rhetoric, but oh, it, it used to be 
what we were trying to do to save some of this shit. Um, Man, you really like Michigan. All you, they're all, it's all American cars here. You yeah. rarely see an import car. And when you go to California, you rarely see an American car. It's kind of That's crazy. right. And, and, but I remember when all of a sudden, yeah, those, those American ones, and I still have some of those, like, uh, they were 266 each. And then the, the friend at the hydro store is like, oh, hey, those, we got these other ones. They're only a dollar sixty. And I was like, oh, no, I'll stick to these ones. Oh, you, they weren't as good. You could tell when you checked them out. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it said right on it, made in China. There was a sticker on the side. This is like so many years ago, like at least 15, maybe more. And then a couple of years went by, just kept buying those ones. And then came the day. Oh, no, those ones, we can't get them anymore. That that that, that company's uh, defunct. Uh, uh, the the dollar sixty six ones, uh, yeah. When you stack those and use them over and over, oh, they don't know that plastic gets the light, the UV over time. Because yeah, I use the same buckets. I clean them with enzymes and shit. Um, I, as I'm an environmentalist, and some of those buckets, like I say, grown for twenty years. Well, that's more ecological than even the fabric buckets, plastic, so many other ways, right? As long as you reuse them and clean them, right? Like, yeah, that's less waste than the other ways. If if I took 20 years of doing it any of the other ways, I would have, you know, disposed of a lot more plastic than reusing the buckets. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, all but you're right. Is, Reduce now, all that is, is an injection mold. Guys used to have like industrial shops and they could spit out whatever their mold was. It was injection mold business. It's fair game. I remember so many years ago thinking, how the fuck can China send pallets of these things over here for like a buck sixty each? Right? Like, fuck, I guess that. And that was the end of it. Like uh, today, I don't know if any of those buckets that are sold for in the grow are made in the U.S. And injection mold is like a pretty basic business. Like you buy the machine, you do that, that injection mold. It, 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 not when I, when I heard that they, the military outsources their boots to China, that's when I realized there is a problem. Yeah. Like I, I per like personally, like just from a logical perspective that doesn't make sense you're gonna you're gonna well, send yeah i mean i guess we, we look at like on the geopolitical level the united states oh they're like our adversary we'll say except that sure. like we've like gave it like like it's Empowered. i never felt like like oh i guess they they try to be the best they can for themselves wouldn't any country but like mm-hmm. most of it is like we've just like, what do you call it? We just capitulated it, right? Like you know, and I think that comes from like the up up at the top because oh yeah, people made a lot of money doing right. that. Right, they got there's all the side deals, right? Like, and, oh. and and now like oh, what jobs are there? Oh, Uber Eats and fucking call centers like wait that even that, 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 that manufacturing used to be a thing 
Right. I I do hope to see that the people here wake up and start to realize what it takes to be successful and and start empowering like it really starts on the individual individual level and we're we've been we're coming from a place of toxicity and complacency and and a lot of suffering whether we know it or not i see it everywhere it's it's yeah the it's like a like doggy dog is, is on. <laughs> <laughs>